The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to be here with you today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. I mean, Oh, can you even imagine how wonderful it would be just to exist in this moment right here, right here in peace. The definition we're using for peace is peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Wow. Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, you can live a life of peace. You can live a day of peace, every day, every day of peace. It's possible, you deserve it, and you can have it. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. Today we are talking about a fabulous topic that we are hoping to all one day sooner than others, I'm I'm in the thick of it, get to celebrate midlife and beyond. Midlife and beyond. You know, there was a a phrase, I think it was Jay-Z and Beyonce that made it famous. I'm not sure, but that it's that uh, 40 is the new 30. 40 is the new 30. And then, you know, the joke goes on and on, and, you know, 50 is the new 40, you know, and then a 60, the new 50, I don't know. <laughs> but we have a wonderful guest with us today, Linus Woods Mullins, who will be sharing with us uh, all about vibing, vibing in her program about vibing in the mid in the mid age at the mid age so linus woods mullins has been a guest on our show many many times <laughs> uh, maybe twice this is the third time but it, it, when she's here it feels like home she is a certified holistic living and wellness expert and a certified life coach for women over 40 and the founder of praise works which is a health and wellness faith-based mind and body spirit wellness company now i tell you who better, who better <laughs> to talk about vibing at any age than someone who specializes in health and wellness for women over 40. Linus, welcome to the Everyday Peace Show. Thank you so much, Devon. It's always wonderful to get an opportunity to talk to your listeners and to chat with you. I'm very honored to be here today. Oh, we're honored to have you. And this is a great way, I think, to start off the new year talking about um, midlife and just really vibing at the beginning of the year and carrying that forward throughout the year. So I'm excited for our conversation um, today. But for our listeners who may not have had the pleasure of hearing you and just a little Mm -hmm. bit of your background, your story is fabulous because you really took midlife and beyond and re sort of reinvented yourself. Give us a little of your background about how you became to be the Linus 
um, that we know today, who was an expert yes. in holistic Yes, wellness. I did. Uh, um, a little over 10 years ago, I uh, found out, I had an epiphany and found out that I had an anxiety disorder and um, took some time off from work and went to a respite for one week to try to figure out, you know, what was bugging me. And one thing I realized while I was there was that I needed more time. I, you know, it didn't make sense to me why I was feeling all this anxiety because on the surface, I had everything that, you know, supposedly the American dream, you know, a beautiful home, a wonderful job, my kids were doing well, uh, you know, solid marriage, but yet something was missing. And while I was physically okay, uh, my anxiety was out of control, which eventually would lead to depression and maybe even uh, physical health concerns. So I decided when I was gone for that one week that I would take an extended amount of time. So I did. I was I was gone for about seven or eight months, and I discovered uh, that uh, what I'd been doing for the last 25 years was something I didn't want to do anymore, and I wanted to figure out something else. I was 51 at the time, and at the age of 51, I walked away from a great job and a career of 25 years in corporate America and decided that I would set out on my own, hang my shingle, and talk to women about wellness. And I didn't have any clue as to how I was going to do it. I didn't even know what social media was back then. But I am so glad to say that 10 years later, I have a huge following on the Internet. I have several online programs. I do retreats, webinars. I've written a book. Uh, it's just amazing. I have an online magazine. Uh, it's just amazing all the things that I learned to do while I was on this journey. And I would say that's probably one of the most important things when it comes to vibe living. Vibe Living is a brand that I kind of I created um, a few months ago, and the reason why I did is that why I talk about wellness, and the Wellness Woman brand is one of my brands, and we talk about anything having to do with mind, body, spirit, wellness. I still felt like there was something missing in the messaging because sometimes people think, oh, wellness, uh, you know, working out. Uh, eating right, you know, all those other kind of stuff, you know, and they just kind of burn out listening to that kind of thing. I said, well, what if I package the message in a different way? Because there's so many things that go into being well. It's not just what you eat, although that's part of it. It's so many other things. And I said, you know, I really want uh, midlife women to, you know, get on a higher plane, to feel a vibe. And I said, hmm, vibe. And then I just kind of worked with the words and I came up with this. Uh, vibe living and vibe is an acronym. Vibe stands for being vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. That's what vibe is. It's, it's V period, I period, D period, E period. And each one of those words uh, means something to me. Um, in terms of vibrancy, I think a lot of times in midlife, uh, we as women sometimes lose our vibrancy. We get kind of set in our lifestyles. We're not doing anything new. We're just maintaining, which is fine, but we're not seeing um, the possibility of being able to go beyond what we're doing. And we're getting drained by our children, our husbands, maybe our parents, our job, and there's no vibrancy or energy left for us. Well, yeah, and of- I wanted to stop right there for one quick second yeah. because yeah. that that is – a key point is I've been shopping this topic around uh, with women who are in this age of midlifing, and even though their children are up in age, they still are 
the word that they didn't use the word vibrancy, but everything that you just described, it's like a lack of luster, right? Because you've, you've given all your shine, if you will, away to building this life, right? And somewhere, somewhere around this point is that, you know, the senses that I receive from talking to these women, they just really feel really spent out. Like they really just kind of dragging themselves from one week to the next week, you know, doing the best that they can, but they, they've lost that vibrancy. And I guess I would like to know, even before we get here, those of us who are, you know, raised young ladies and would love for them not to lose their shine, their vibrancy, what could we have done differently before we got to the point where you're kind of dragging yourself from one week to the next? I know you're going to talk about, you know, what we can do that we're here, but for those women that I talked to who are not yet here, they still, you know, they're maybe in their late thirties, early forties, and they Mm -hmm. still, Mm -hmm. you know, how can they, I guess, be proactive? Don't let your self-care slip. Mm. Uh, And sometimes we think self-care is getting our hair done and getting our nails done. And yes, that's a part of it. But I'm talking about digging a little deeper than that, making sure you give your, you get plenty of rest, you know, instead of filling every single minute of every single day with things to do. Uh, sometimes you just need to be and to be quiet, even if it's nothing but, um, you, know, um, you know, going to bed an hour earlier or waking up an hour later, whatever is necessary to increase your sleep and your rest, that is key. That is when we begin to lose some of our vibrancy, when uh, we're not getting enough rest. And that's very, very common for almost all women. We don't get enough rest. And another thing when it comes to vibrancy and self-care is remembering to do the things that make you happy and give you joy. And you do those things. Don't wait for others to do them because they don't always know or they don't always know that you need that right now, or what they're doing is nice, but it's not what you need. You know what you need. You know what would help you to feel better. So you need to take the time and do those things for yourself. And, and another and thing. Menace, that is say, a very good point, because I, in, in talking to women, I, you know, just doing my little brief mm-hmm. on the street survey, if you will, one of the mm-hmm. things that came up a lot in our conversation is that a lot of women didn't know what made you know what made them happy they're sort of in this routine and when i ask i said you know on the scale of five how would you rate your happiness your happiness with you not with your children not with your mm-hmm. significant mm-hmm. other just how happy are you and there was like this blank expression on a few women's faces. they were like ah uh, yeah hadn't thought about that in years uh, whether or not i even like to do the things that i do i just do them because it's the necessary next step but that self-awareness of what makes you happy and oh it was another thing that I thought was really interesting too women telling me that they were afraid to do things alone we talked about trying new Mm. experiences and they were like oh you know I don't have anybody who would do that with me and I kind of thought well it's kind of sad to get to this point in in our lives and not be willing to solo some things and meet some wonderful people there. That's very true. And a lot of women do have that issue in terms of how does it look if I go to a restaurant by myself or go to the movies by myself. But what, what you want to get uh, in order to stay vibrant is learning how to be your own best friend, 
learning how to enjoy your own company. I learned, um, especially doing this business as an entrepreneur, to really enjoy my own company. If you're not able to enjoy your own company, uh, if you still get nervous when you're by yourself, even if it's in the house by yourself, uh, you, that's your, where you want to start right there is trying to figure out why is that? Why is it that you feel uncomfortable being by yourself? And then begin to start working towards feeling more comfortable doing that. You know, whether it's reading a book by yourself, going out with a cup of coffee by yourself, taking a walk by yourself, you will find that you truly can be your own best company because you know the things that you really um, enjoy doing. And when you think about what makes you happy and you're not sure what it is, think about the things that make you smile. What makes you smile? What gives you an inner glow? What gives you a sense of joy? When you think about it that way, just think about that for a minute. Just let that marinate for a while, and I'm sure some things will come to pass. Now, it it might be something like eating chocolate ice cream or, you know, uh, playing with the grandkids or whatever, but you'll be surprised that, yes, that will come up in your spirit, those things that make you happy. Part of uh, maintaining your vibrancy is really erasing the gray, uh, figuratively and uh, literally. And when I say erase the gray, I'm talking about that um, that dead skin. You know, with skin, um, as we age, um, and even if we're not aging, our, our skin cells, um, you know, they get old and they die. And over time, there's a buildup, and you begin to get a gray pallor. And the only way to get rid of that gray pallor, pallor uh, is through some kind of a scrub. And, you know, you can make scrubs at home or go to your esthetician or whatever, but you want to be able to get that pallor off of your skin. And underneath that, it's like a whole nother um, level of skin. It's like, wow, you look so vibrant, you look renewed. Well, it's the same thing when you really begin to enter into your self-care. When you start doing things for you that make you feel good, you begin to peel back those layers of what's been, you know, keeping you non-vibrant. And as you begin to do things that you enjoy doing, then suddenly you begin feeling more energetic, you begin to feel more joyful, and when you start feeling that way, it's amazing the kinds of people you attract, not always the ones that you've always attracted, new people. New awareness. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, weird, mm-hmm. the weirdest Absolutely. thing for me, uh, I just want to say this real quick, the weirdest thing for me I've noticed uh, since I've been, I'm, I'm 62 now. Since I've been around 55, after, you know, four years of stumbling around trying to figure out my messaging, one thing I noticed as I began to understand the importance of self-care and some of these things I'm going to share with you today was it really does make a difference in terms of how people view you. I don't think I look necessarily any better than I did when I was 40. I mean, I'm all gray. I know I got some wrinkles and stuff, but it's the inner glow that I have because I have found my calling, I've found my purpose, I'm operating within my gifting, and I'm taking time to take care of myself and do the things that bring me joy. What happens is that begins to radiate out, and that's one of the things that's in the vibe living is being beautiful on the inside and the outside. If you're addressing that inner beauty and taking yourself, Mm -hmm. good care of yourself on the inside, then it radiates out. 
and you begin it's to look at it. It does. It does. And I just got to say, for anybody who has seen any of the social media posts that we've been doing promoting the show for today, you look absolutely fabulous. Could easily pass for 40. Great hair and all. So 62. Oh, thank is, you. Uh, you're and, wearing and, and, it and well. You know, I was going to say, that's not a doctor's picture. And I think that was taken this past summer. <laughs> right, so it's absolutely beautiful. So so you're living the advice that you're given. But I, I want to back up for just a moment because you said something that uh, it was I thought was very, very interesting, especially being a healthcare practitioner for 30 years that, you know, at 51, you realized that you had this anxiety and you had the courage to go, you know, seek help and what have you. What would you say? Because I run into a lot of um, patients in my practice who are around that age. And I, I don't think that it's any mistake that it's, you know, around the change of life for lack of a you know better term or more appropriate term right now. But, and this anxiety that may have been hovering below the surface all the time, but now you have this hormonal switch and all the additional pressures of having a corporate life and all of this, you know, running a family and what have you. And that, bam, we get this, what we, you know, onset of anxiety symptoms, but you had the courage to go seek professional help. And I understand you were working in HR, so maybe you had some inroads, but what would you say to women? And I talk to them. I know that they're out there. I know that some of them are listening right now who do not have the courage to go and seek professional help for anxiety or for just, you know, jitters and nerves. I women describe it different ways. Well, there's, would... a, there's a couple of things I can tell you about anxiety that a lot of doctors just don't mention to you. Many times anxiety is an offshoot of something going on with your thyroid, which could be a further offshoot in terms of you going through whatever stage of menopause that you might be at. It's not uncommon that women over 50 suffer from anxiety because many times it could be the result of something going on with thyroid. So if you're feeling uncomfortable at first about, um, you know, going to a mental health practitioner, go to your doctor first and get fully checked out to see if there is any other basis. Get your thyroid checked out to see if there's any basis in terms of why you're feeling that anxiety. Many times if the thyroid is not giving you enough iron, uh, which is very common uh, during menopause, we don't have, we don't get enough iron um, or iodine. Uh, you will begin to have anxiety. And I didn't find this out until many, many years later. But in terms of having the courage to get some help, I didn't like the way I was feeling. And I decided that I would seek help from a mental health practitioner because it was just like when I have a toothache. You know, when you know you know you should go to the dentist on a regular basis, but you don't, let's say, I didn't, and you have a toothache. You're not going to stay and suffer with that toothache. You're going to find a way to get rid of that toothache. So you go to the dentist. You have a stomachache, and you can't figure out what it is. Nothing you're doing seems to be, to be working. You go to the doctor. Same thing with anxiety or depression or lethargy or all the other things that can come up in this life in terms of how we Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. And you, I say the same right. thing. I say, who, who amongst us would say, oh, my gosh, I can't read the fine print in the book anymore and wouldn't go and get our eyes tested so we could get some readers or something of that nature. It's the same thing. It's just part, it's a bodily, it's part of this body, part of this machine that we call a body is no shame, guilt, or condemnation in it. We support the machine, the body, the best way that we possibly can. And it's so wonderful that you bring up about the thyroid, which is so thyroid 
disorder is so common, either hyper or hypo, both of which can cause emotional uh, changes, hypo, more depressive, hyper, more anxiety, either way, getting your thyroid tested and really being, I know when I went to my doctor some years ago and said, I need to have my thyroid tested, they were resistant. They're like, oh, no, you're good. But, you know, just be a little pushy Be a little, if you have one of those doctors that you have to push a little bit because getting these tests done is so very important. It helps to know how to how to uh, change your diet if you need to take some things out or add some things. You mentioned about iron. So many people, so many women are iron deficient and vitamin D deficient, right? Which can cause a whole host of uh, presentation of, of disorders, nervousness and jittery and all of that. So it does help to have this type of clinician, you know, evaluation, if you will, to really put us on the right page as we're doing so. Because when you're not feeling well, emotionally, your vibrancy has got to drop down. I mean, they just seem to go hand in hand to me. If emotionally you're not able to handle the things you were handling before, you got that going on, then you probably got some self-judgment going on about, well, you know, why can't I get in there and do what I did? But your body, your your physicality probably just needs some extra tender love and care and some support and understanding. And that comes with getting some knowledge too. So thank you for bringing that up about the thyroid. So we're talking about being vibrant. And I love what you said about, you know, if you would take a scrub or, you know, exfoliate the skin, right? We could also exfoliate our insides, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. And, get, and, and, and exfoliate. it's yeah. almost like um, detoxing your emotional wellness. Um, finding ways to peel back the layers and getting back to uh, finding out who you are. Um, life is an opportunity to use all the tools and all the wisdom and all your life experiences to help propel you into a really productive midlife and to help you um, ascertain and determine what it is that you need to do in order to feel complete. You know what it is. I think sometimes we just need the motivation. Uh, to act on it, because sometimes it seems overwhelming. But I think one way to get past that feeling of overwhelm is to bite off, bite it off in the increments. If you've been putting off for ages, let's say, uh, getting a new hairstyle, this is something sophomore, but let's use that. Uh, you've been wanting to do it for a long time, and you just haven't done it. I say go ahead and do that, because getting the new hairstyle is a small part, but an important part of peeling back the layers towards your vibrancy. It's something that you want to do. It doesn't hurt anybody. I'm sure you can find an affordable haircut, and you'll feel better about yourself. So stop putting off things that you know would give you some joy. And it's amazing how that new haircut um, (laughs) kind of raises your joy level. And then all of a sudden, you do that one thing, then, okay, I have always wanted to join a book club, but I just haven't done it. I I didn't want to do that. You know, but it started with a haircut. Then you join the book club. Then you meet other women. And those other women in the book club are doing some things that you've been curious about. Or there's maybe one new person that you've met that you would like to get to know better. Now you've got a new friend that's going to be adding in new experiences. Peel back another layer. You know, all of these things are addressing the self-care of your spirit and your mind in terms of connecting with your own vibrancy. 
yeah, I love that. You know, stop putting off things that would bring you joy. And as and as women, and probably men too, I'm sure men too, but as women, we we become accustomed as part of our parenting, as part of our uh, giving nature to sacrifice and putting off things that we that would bring us joy become a part of the way we live our life i can remember as a young mom being part of a mom's group and it was almost like a badge of honor how much you had put you know how busy you were how self-sacrificing you were how little sleep you had and i quickly got out of that group because i realized that was going in the wrong direction for my happiness but You know, and a lot of moms get in that situation. So as we're approaching midlife and beyond, it's stop and say, okay, does what I'm doing right now feel like fun? If not, mm. what what would be fun at this point? What would feel good at this point? And if you don't know, be willing to try something new. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's very interesting because. One of the things that a lot of women let go of at any age, and it starts very early, and I think it starts by, by junior high school, and definitely by high school, we don't play. Oh, Men yeah. still play. They mm-hmm. play up until the, until they can no longer, you know, get out in that basketball court or the soccer or whatever. They play for as long as they can until they start tearing Achilles and hamstrings and everything else. But women won't play. And... Adding the play component in your life is another way to maintain or attain that vibrancy. And by playing, I mean just that, um, something that makes you giggle and laugh with glee. You know, go skating with a girlfriend. Uh, go bowling, you know. Um, you, uh, play uh, dollies with your granddaughter. But play. Do things that yes. don't necessarily have anything to do with a goal that you're trying to meet or with helping someone, but just plain, unadulterated play. Yes, I remember when my nephew, and of course my kids were older, um, was born and he was a little bit older. We went on a vacation and they, I got him some coloring books and some crayons and you know, I just popped in a dollar store on the vacation site and they had these adult coloring books. They were just little fairies and just beautiful. And just being able to sit at the beach and just let your mind wander and coloring in this coloring book, so relaxing, sort of connected you. I'll tell you a thing that I picked back up on. I was recently in California and rented a bike and went uh, riding along the beach. And just that feeling of being on a bike again, oh my goodness, it was amazing. We're going to come back right after this commercial break and we're going to talk about playing and vibing and living your best life today with our special guest, Linus Woods Mullins. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. We have our special guest with us today, Linus Woods Mullins, and we are talking about vibing at 
every age, specifically honing in today on this middle age. And we've been all over the place talking about, you know, mental health as it relates to us aging and the connection between thyroid health and anxiety and depression and just understanding, understanding how to support our bodies so that we go into this, this season of this beautiful season of life um, with as much vibrancy as possible. In, in fact, we're, we're going through the acronym of VIBE, which is Linus's program. And we, we've been talking and so in, engaged in just the V, the vibrancy of VIBE. So we're going to pick up and we're going to talk about, well, we're talking about playing and just being in the spirit of play. And I know as a woman, as a human, that and as an actress, I have to say this too, um, that the best way to learn something, I mean, to really learn something, if you just examine your own learning patterns, is when you're most relaxed and you're in a state of play, almost euphoria. You think about how easy it is to learn lyrics to a song that you really love. And then you sit down and you try to, you know, I, don't, I can't remember anything outside for school right now, but you sit down and try to do a problem in uh, physics or something of that nature and you're not in that play mode and part of the brain that was like a sponge is shut down and it's harder to learn so when we're talking about embracing new things and embracing a new season of life approaching it from a standpoint of I am here to have fun and what is it that I like about today what is it that brings a smile to my face I really love when Lena said stop putting off doing things that would bring you joy. Why are we still doing that? Let's stop putting that stuff off. So let's talk about the I in vibe. The intuition. Well, the I in vibe has to do with intuition. Using that inner voice and honoring that inner, inner voice. How many times have, and this is very simple, but it happens, where you'll hear a voice say, don't put those keys right there because you're not going to remember it. Okay, and you put the keys there, you go back later to where you think the keys are and they're not there. Many times our intuition will tell us what to do, but the problem that we have is that we don't always listen to that voice. And I think one of the reasons why we don't always listen to that inner voice is that we don't trust. We don't trust our gut. We don't trust ourselves. And as we move into midlife, you should uh, begin to trust yourself and have confidence in yourself. Because you have survived. You have survived. You're 35 on the way to 40, 40 on the way to 50. You're survived. You are surviving. You've been through a lot, and you've survived. You have experiences. You've had key teachings, and you've developed wisdom. You've also had people who have mentored you, who have spoken into your life, and all of these add up to building up a strong ability to pull forth and listen to that inner voice. When it, when it speaks yes. to you. But a lot of times we just don't do it. And you think about all the times you've heard that voice and you didn't do it. And the things that happened as a result, you say, God, I knew I should have done that. I mean, that's pretty common. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen to that first living, right mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. And part of vibe living is honoring your intuition, honoring that inner voice. I call it the Holy Spirit. Others call it, you know, your subconscious, inner voice, whatever it is. Um, you need to honor that. It's an important part of you. It's taken years to develop and fine-tune. Now is the time, in midlife in particular, to use that. You can trust it. 
know, and it's for you. It's a tool that you can use to help move you towards living a life that is full and active and fun and minimizing your stress, your anxiety, and just stuff that's going wrong because you didn't listen. Right. And stop looking for perfection. I think a lot of people don't listen to their intuition because they're afraid they don't trust it because they haven't practiced trusting it enough. Right. We trust in somebody on the television who knows the the way better than we do. That's not right. Or somebody who's written a book who knows the way better than we do. We are the most authoritative voice in our lives, about our lives. So listening is something as simple as you said, don't put the keys there or uh, listening to your body, even this intuition saying, you know what, you need, it's time for you to take a break or, or stop this conversation or don't, you know, just, I was listening to a podcast earlier, uh, last week and the, host told this story about going down the same street. I'm sure people know this, this story, going down the same street and falling in the same hole. And then, you know, you go down the street and you try to avoid the hole and you fall in again. And the whole thing is that go down a different street. And that's the same thing with our intuition. If we have been so much listening to other people and their advice and their recommendations from the smallest to the largest things, and we look at our life and we say, you know what, I would love for this to be different. Then let us do something different. Let's listen to that voice inside. Trust ourselves. You're absolutely right. You've been on this earth 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. You know a thing or two about a thing or two. You are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. And I'll say something else, too. There is joy in feeling the trust. When you follow that uh, intuitive voice and then things fall in place, you're like, whoa, it's kind of like a, a confirmation that, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. Or, yes, that inner voice is right. So the more you trust it and the more you act on that inner voice, the stronger the inner voice becomes and the more joy it gives you because it's validation. So it's, again, another opportunity to throw back another layer of vibrancy. Uh, trusting that inner voice and acting on that inner voice is one way to feel more confident, uh, to experience joy, and to confirm that, yeah, you've got it together much more than you give yourself credit for. Absolutely, absolutely. And key point, what we practice on grows and gets better. So if you're not accustomed to listen to that inner voice, start now and watch the impressions that you feel become or the sensations to to turn down the street or to call this person become stronger because that voice is that intuition is always at play. We're not always listening to it and, and obeying it or even trying it out for size. Don't be worried about making mistakes or, uh, you know, this is your life. This is your life. Listen to you. You know the way. So the be and vibe. The be and vibe is, stands for beautiful. And I'm not just talking about the beauty from the outside. I'm really talking about that inner beauty because that inner beauty radiates out. And I said earlier, I've experienced that myself. I, I get more compliments now about the way that I look at 62 than I ever did at 42. But at 42, I was a hot mess. 
I was anxious. I was borderline depressed. I was raising four girls. I was traveling all over the place. I was in an unhappy marriage. It was just a lot of things going on in my life. And so while I might have looked younger than 42 or whatever, I wasn't feeling good about myself. And so that kind of energy doesn't necessarily attract people to you. But now that I am more comfortable in my skin and doing the things that make me happy, and every day I'm on a quest to figure out what else I can do to be a better woman, to enhance my self-care, constantly learning uh, when it comes to things I'm passionate about, there's a joy that comes with that. And that kind of radiates or transforms itself into kind of like this inner beauty that radiates out. And that's what attracts people to you. My, My husband and I have this joke. Uh, he'll we'll go someplace and say, okay, I wonder how many times today some woman or man will come up and tell you that they like your wrap or your hair or well, let's count how many. And I, I'm not I'm not kidding you. The last couple of years or so, almost every single day when I go somewhere, someone comes up to me. And I'm not always looking all that great. It's the inner beauty and the sense of peace that I have in terms of being able to do something that I love. Oh, and I love that because the beauty does come from the inside out. And I lies, you know, you were a hot mess in your points. I'm sure you want weren't, but I I can relate to the fact that when we are an emotional wreck, all of the mascara and the lipstick in the world cannot camouflage the fact that internally there is some imbalance. There is something that needs you need some rest, you need some downtime, you need some alone time, you need some self-care. And that when you get that, when you get that care, that self-care from the inside out, it really shines and it is a people magnet because people are attracted to energy, positive energy. Right. So and that's something that we really can't fake. And we we can be top notch in our field. We can be beautifully adorned with the best of everything. But when we are just tired. You know, I was looking at a picture of myself from about uh, six years ago. And the picture was taken right after I'd had an argument with my husband about something. And I had to go over to my um, grandchildren's house for ice cream and cake. And I was taking pictures with my grandson. When I look at that picture, even though I have my makeup on, my hair is done and everything else, I can see the low energy and the negativity in my picture. I can see it. And here's the deal. Negativity can age you. And that's why it's so important to keep your vibration high and do the things that give you joy and to surround yourself with positive people and positive experiences because negativity can age you, no doubt about it. When I look at that picture, I look like I'm 60, and that was like, what, 10, 15 years ago. Just because of having an argument. Right, mm-hmm. and it was negative yeah. and low energy, and I, I still had that on me. So I'm telling you, it really does. And, you know, I was just listening to the lady that was on right before we came on, and she was talking about narcissism. And she was talking about um, how being um, married to a narcissist can be um, destructive in terms of your health. But to take it a step further, being in a negative relationship where where you know that there's not going to be a change can be detrimental to your health, your emotional health and your physical health. It takes it's cold. So you have to make sure you put yourself on the front burner. If you're in a marriage that's difficult and you've decided for whatever reason that you're going to stay in it, all the more reason to increase 
your self-care. And if increasing your self-care becomes an issue because that's what you need to do in order to survive whatever difficulties are going on, then you really do need to take a look at leaving that. Because without your ability to increase self-care when you want to, that's detrimental. That's detrimental. You need that. Absolutely. And I think at this point in everyone's life, too, we're talking, we're specifically talking today about midlife and beyond, but we could be easily talking about any age. But there has to come a point where the relationship with self takes the front seat. The relationship with self takes the front seat, no matter if you're in an abusive relationship, you're married to a narcissistic individual, what have you, that your self-happiness, your happiness on this earth and your earthly experience, it's going to radiate forward and be a blessing to other people's lives. And so if you take that in the reverse, you being miserable has a negative effect on everyone that you come in contact with. So if you don't do it for yourself, if you don't take care of yourself for yourself, do it for your community, do it for your church, do it for your children. Put yourself first so that you can be more giving, so you can be that individual. And, and I 100% agree that if you are living in a situation where that is abusive with a narcissist or something of that nature, self-care is even more important if you're deciding that, hey, I'm going to stick it out for whatever reason. But getting yourself um, care and making sure you prioritize your self-care has got to be number one. It's got to. And anything that gets and- in the way of that needs to be questioned. And let me say one other thing about being in a difficult relationship and making that decision to stay. Part of your self-care might very well include a support system that can help you through the tough points, and that would be consulting a mental health practitioner or a counselor or therapist that can help you work through those things so that you're not keeping those things inside because that can make you sick as well. So getting those things out and uh, expunging yourself of any negative feelings that you're feeling, any anger, frustration, unforgiveness. All of that is huge when it comes to vibe living because that anger, frustration, and unforgiveness weighs you down, and it's negative, and it's hard to kind of move forward when you have all that inside. So expunging it and getting it out, going to counseling, maybe through working out, through journaling, through talking to your girlfriend. The main thing is to get it out. Don't keep it inside. 100% 100% agree with that, to realize that um, we've got to move past this place of secrecy, too. I think getting it out, there's this big fear I know that exists a lot in the Black community and probably in other communities as well, is where getting out and talking to health care professionals, mental health people, therapists, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist. It could be a clergy person if you're, if you're uncomfortable there, but carrying that burden all along it's too much. We are here on this planet Earth to one another, each other. So there's more room out than in. That's what I always say. So finding someone that you can confide in so that you don't have to carry that burden. And another thing is sometimes when we're twirling things around in our mind, things we can think we're doing the best for ourselves. But if we don't open up and let some of that out, it's so cluttered there that we really can't even hear our intuition because we're so much in our head and not in our body and experience of life. We have a caller on the line. I'm going to go to our caller and hello, you're on the air with special guest, Linus Woods Mullins. Hello. Uh, we can't hear. Sorry, I, I was on. Sorry, I, 
I was on mute, sorry. Um, this is a great show and um, great discussion about midlife. I had a question because a lot of times when the discussion of midlife is concerned, it oftentimes centers around um, women. And so I wanted to know if your guests had any thoughts or ideas or helpful advice for males who are going through midlife, or do you call it midlife for males? So I just will take my answer off the air. Thank you for your question. Very good question. Men in midlife. Yes. You know, I get that question a lot because you're right. I think one of the reasons why uh, you don't see as much about that with men because the whole midlife thing with women is all around menopause, and menopause is something that they're all trying to figure out how to survive. But the reality is that men go through their own midlife crisis. You hear about it. Uh, but the reality is that probably one of the most important things that can happen for men in terms of making that transition into midlife is to maintain an active line of communication and not keeping everything inside. I think one of the reasons why there's um, not a lot going on with that midlife for men is because uh, some people automatically think, well, you know, men, they don't listen, they don't share, they keep everything inside, so what's the point? But I've had so many men approach me, and um, usually once or twice a year, I do a webinar for men in midlife where I talk about some of these things. And we spend quite a bit of time talking about just communication, uh, communicating how you're really feeling instead of keeping it inside. It's keeping it inside that really causes major issues when it comes to chronic disease, high blood pressure, and even cancer, expunging it and getting it out. The other thing that uh, uh, strikes a, a real chord with men in midlife is stress. Stress becomes their number one killer. As you get into midlife, uh, men are probably um, still climbing the corporate ladder or close to the top of their career by 45 50, and then at 50, um, they are maybe planning for retirement in 10 years or whatever, but they're always looked upon as men, as the providers, as the ones who are going to be making the decision on the finances, and even in this day and age in 2020, there still has a tendency for men to have all that pressure, and the stress just gets higher as you get into the 40s and 50s because people are expecting you to have it all together. And the reality is, given what's going on with our economy and so many different factors, that's not the case. So all the more reason that when men, when you are feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, the best thing that you could do is to seek help. And I know that's sometimes difficult for men to do, but it is life-saving. If you don't do that, then that's when other things start showing up. And I know because I'm speaking from experience with my husband, uh, who, you know, was maybe a little bit overweight, but in fairly good health. Uh, but because he had a tendency to keep everything in and, and a lot of stress, you know, with the corporate ladder and, and doing everything that he does, um, he ended up with a heart attack. And that mm. was a, a big warning for us that he needed to do some things differently. And so he does. Uh, he does spend more time. He talks to me, but, you know, talking to me as it's happening instead of after it's happened and he's ready to blow up, you know, <laughs> uh, as it's going. So if you can find, if you have a significant other, if you can ask her to spend some time in helping you learn how to communicate more effectively, or if you have a best friend or a buddy, uh, you guys, you know, play basketball or whatever, and then afterwards you go out, and instead of uh, talking about the sports, talk about some things that are really near and dear to your heart. Um, I think midlife men need to be ready to get rid of that taboo that they can't talk about anything that I really causes them agree. to change. 
I agree with yeah. that right there. That statement right there, Linus, is mm-hmm. so true. And I think one of the benefits that we as women have is that we are more likely to talk about issues of the heart than men are. And it'd be lovely for them to have a place. Their world seems to be a bit, and I'm, I know I'm general, generalizing, but a bit more competitive. So maybe they don't want to share anything that makes them seem vulnerable. But at some point, uh, we have to really be willing to let go of all that and find a safe place, find a buddy that you can talk to and let go. And then, of course, there's always health care professionals, therapists and counselors who will hold things in the strictest of confidence that will allow you to have a, um, a sounding board. I, we're running this topic. We could talk forever. We, we want to talk about your retreat to Costa Rica, and we want to hit this last letter, which is E and vibe. Um, talk about the E, and we have about six minutes. We'd love to hear about what's going on in Costa Rica. So the E and vibe. Well, the E and vibe stands for emerged or emergent or emerging. And that is really taking the whole midlife experience and helping it propel you into a wonderful journey of opportunity, a wonderful journey of pursuing those things that you put off uh, for such a long time, and really learning how to enjoy life every day. Uh, You know, you begin to feel more aware of your mortality as you begin to age. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a downer or a bad thing. Again, it's another opportunity to make every single day count and to use the vibrancy that you're going after and the intuition that you are working on increasing and that inner beauty to use that to propel you into an emergence of having a really full and wonderful midlife. Yeah. Emerging to emerge like a butterfly out of a cocoon. With that's what we're doing. Yeah. So speaking of emerging and moving into beautiful places, you are taking a group of people to Costa Rica. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Last year, um, you know, an opportunity arose for me to uh, sponsor a uh, retreat to Costa Rica, and it's going to be happening in the second week of March. It's six days and seven nights, and it is going to be fabulous. We're staying at a villa with our own personal chef. Uh, We're going to be doing hiking in the waterfalls, yoga, meditation. We'll be working on raising that vibration because Costa Rica is one of the best places in the world uh, that when you get, when you first get off the plane, you can almost feel the difference in, you know, the atmosphere. Uh, lots of dress, lots of fun. Uh, you get to have your own meals. Whatever whatever it is you want to eat, that's what they'll prepare for you. And we're also going to uh, do some horseback riding and hiking with the waterfalls. So it's just going to be a time of new experiences, a time to reconnect with yourself, and a time to have some fun, to have some joy, and to relax. We, I call it the self-care and self-love retreat. And I have two to three more openings. And I am hoping to hear from some of you out there so I can share with you more about uh, this fantastic opportunity to reconnect with yourself, to raise your vibration, and to vibe. And what better place to do this than Costa Rica? We're talking about um, putting an end to putting off doing the things that would make you happy or bring you joy and maybe you've never even thought about oh my gosh taking a retreat to Costa Rica you alone may seem a little bit scary but I guarantee you I know the first time that I vacationed alone I know after having done that with children and a husband for so many years I got on a plane okay 
Uh, but when I sat on that plane and took off, I thought, oh, what am I going to do by myself? But I can tell you, it was the best experience. It was the best. Exp- it was just amazing. And to do this in Costa Rica with some other women who are exploring uh, self-development, right. just exploring fun and play again, is yes, a beautiful yes, experience. Yes, exactly. So, other women of yeah. like mind, too, are um, recognizing the need for them to disconnect. Uh, some of the ladies that are going um, have been uh, taking care of their parents, and they just need to disconnect. Others uh, have just retired. Uh, another one has adult children living at home, and she needs a break. Uh, so everybody has a story to tell. And we'll all, you know, tell our stories if, if you want to tell the story. And, uh, you, and when you get into that environment, you'll see how much you actually do have in common with so many women. You know, my uh, tagline for Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond is, different backgrounds, same journey. And that's very true with women. We might all come from different backgrounds, but we really are on the same journey. And that's why it's important, especially especially during this time in life, is to reward ourselves for making it this far and to really help us get a really good start for 2020 because this is going to be some kind of year. And I mean, so we've got about life. two minutes left. How can yeah. our viewers connect with you to learn more about vibing and get support mm-hmm. in that area, but also to learn about how to get on the plane and go to Costa Rica? <laughs> well, just email me and let me know that you're interested in uh, the Costa Rica trip. And for those of you who contact me who have listened to this show, put in the uh, title page or in the subject matter that I heard you on Dr. Drayvon or I heard you on Achieving Everyday Peace, and I will give you a special discount for the Costa Rica trip. My email, uh, the best one to reach me is wellnesswoman40 at gmail.com. And that's wellnesswoman40. At gmail.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't have and to you can spell also out the word. My website. Right. Okay. Yeah, I hear the I hear the music website. coming up. So okay. uh, we want to say a huge thank you to Linus Woods Mullins for her wonderful this conversation on vibing. This is Dr. Drayvon James with Everyday Peace. I absolutely love you at every age. See you on Monday. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.